0: Welcome to another episode of Whiskey and Mash. Welcome back to another episode of Whiskey and Mash. I am Chris Pullman.
1: And I am Gloria Ackerman.
0: Uh, so it is a- another two-drink episode today. <laughs> Uh, happy Father's Day to all the happy fathers. father's Day. Yeah, Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Whether you're a father of a human baby, a fur baby, a feather baby, or uh, you know, father of a flock, I guess you know, whatever it may be. Yeah, you know, Happy Father's Day to you. Um, we're trying out some new software today, so uh, please bear with us. Bye, we,
1: wee mean Chris.
0: Howdy. <laughs> Hi, I'm the audio guy. <laughs> Uh, but in the meantime, we will be talking about uh, Season 5, Episode 15, 38 Across, and Season 5, Episode 16, Ping Pong.
2: Two
1: great episodes. Um, we start by just kind of giving a brief what the episode is about. So, 38 Across, Hawkeye and BJ, it's a slow day in the swamp, and they yep. get a... Uh, um, uh, new york times crossword puzzle and they're Mm -hmm. trying to solve it there's one word they're stuck on they call for help for someone to someone that hawkeye knows Mm -hmm. and um they can't get a hold of him so they leave a message that there's an emergency so he rushes over and brings (laughs) with him an admiral
0: because he is from the naval carrier essex
1: essex (sighs) yes So, um, brings with him an admiral thinking that they need to come help with this emergency. And, um, so that's the just of that part. There's a B episode where is trying to eat a Jeep. Yeah. Um, so that's a, and, that's a and B parts. Those yeah. are the two things that are going on. Um, I love the story at the beginning. You know, there's some boredom in the swamp. And Hawkeye's telling a story, and he's building it up, and he's talking about this angora sweater with the zipper down the back. <laughs> that
0: is a great. And that is one of my most favorite openings it, it, to any episode. I
1: just think it's great. And BJ's in yeah. the or, um yeah, BJ's in the back, Jess kind of you know getting caught up in this story and he keeps saying what's the zipper in the back for what's the zipper in the back for mm-hmm. and it's an angora sweater and he's going on and on about this this reasoning and finally he says it's lana turner lana turner in an angora sweater <laughs> with a zipper, zipper down, down the, the back, back.
0: Mm-hmm. and she leaves <sighs>
1: and bj's all worked up going well what, what, what was i headlined
0: the... turner and i let her get away
1: <laughs> that's, that's the way the story ended
0: what about the zippers they never yeah. caught on <laughs> oh
1: just just a fun way to start talking about the boredom and then they go into or and yeah. Then it gets a little crazy. But
2: yeah. that's
1: the gist of the story. That was one of, I like the opening though, when they opened with the story.
0: hmm Yeah. No, I was I like this episode just because of um yeah, that miscommunication that happens with um well between BJ Hawkeye oh, and, and... Tippy Brooks. Lieutenant Lieutenant uh what's his first name? Tippy Brooks brooks i have lieutenant
1: brooks is what i have yeah i thought
0: i thought they actually used a first name but i don't see it but yeah um admiral cox was the admiral's name we never really get too much past that and both of the actors uh Admiral Cox and Tippy Brooks—they reappear on Mash at least one more time each.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, I don't remember seeing them.
0: Yeah, so. we will get to that in uh, fun okay. facts. I wouldn't have recognized them without these, but one, once I mention what they were, you'll be remember.
2: like, "Oh, yeah." Okay. okay.
0: Um. But yeah, it's <laughs> quite humorous. Um. The the circumstances that lead to them coming because did you touch on why Tippy? And the admiral comes to Because of the, 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 cross Times, the crossword. The crossword. Tippy is
1: a, a crossword whiz.
0: Yeah. And, um, you know, they're looking for a five-letter wor- five Yiddish word for bed bug. And the closest they come is they ask Father Okay, he says, well, why don't you talk to um, Shapiro over there?
1: <laughs> Shapiro had no clue. <laughs>
0: Captain my family been seven generations picking <laughs> cotton. Yeah. I, I can't remember what state, but, you know, he had no idea. Because he, Captain, we don't know. I don't know none of that. It's <laughs>
1: funny to hear Shapiro with that <laughs> accent. <Yeah. laughs>
0: then Hawkeye comes back over to the table. What did he say? Uh, bed bug. Bed bug.
2: <laughs> <laughs> bed bug.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so well, they called Tippy. Because Hawkeye's like, he's a crossword whiz. But then I love how they're in Radar's office. Radar is bouncing a signal, like, down to Seoul, over to a naval line, out into the, you know, like, the Gulf to get to the Essex. But he's losing the signal because he must be using, like, a ham radio or something. So
1: they needed to hold hands and stretch.
0: So he puts the... Tin trash bin on top of his radio set has Hawkeye stand on a chair, grab the trash bin with his right hand, extend his left hand out, and then has BJ hold on to Hawkeye's right hand with or left hand with his right, and hold out his left hand. And all of a sudden, but
1: he had to hold the clipboard. Yeah, in his left <laughs> and hand. Hold Apparently, this it out. had metal on it. So. Yeah,
0: and hold this out.
1: <laughs> but it's funny I've how Radar in, knew that.
0: I've never been in radio before. <sighs> I think that was BJ's line. That was pretty good. Um, yeah, no, I agree. That was well. I mean, you know, you figure he's got to use the radio a lot, so so
1: he knows how to work it, mm-hmm. right? Right. It's, but... I'm
0: sure it's no different than um, when you used to have to play with the rabbit ears. Exactly, and you kind
1: of knew if you had to pull it or push mm-hmm. it. Or
0: I'm trying to get 26 out of Green Bay. Bay. I'll just. <laughs> I got to push this back and crimp the tinfoil on top this way. Okay, there we go. Now I got it. I actually remember doing some of that. I, I, that. I, rem-
1: I remember that. My,
0: my grandparents had a rabbit ear TV that I spent a lot of time there, so I actually had to do that. <laughs> um, What else was there? I felt
1: badly for Frank because he's seriously, yeah. when they came in and... and um, Hawkeye was telling BJ the story about the sweaters and Frank yeah. walked in and he's like, why don't you guys like me? He's genuinely yeah. seemed concerned. Like, why don't, well, I mean, he's kind yeah. of a pots, but you feel bad for the guy. But then yeah. he said such dumb things and he's so <laughs> <Well>, racist. <resistant. laughs>
0: yeah. And you know, I think I had this conversation with Laura earlier today. You really see in this season where... Larry Linville was right. I mean, there's no growth opportunity for there Frank. Wasn't. He's becoming the butt of all the jokes. He's just, they're writing him as a worse and worse doctor. And
1: and in fact, in this episode, he yells for help. He's mm-hmm. like, Hawkeye, help me. I'm losing him. You're mm-hmm. losing him, doctor. Yeah, Hawkeye, I, help me.
0: Yeah. At first, Hawkeye's saying, Does anybody need my help? And Frank goes off on him. Like, I don't wow. need the help from the likes of you. And then his an anesthetist says we're losing him doctor and burns immediately goes hawkeye help well that's just making him seem super inept
1: right it did i thought and i don't think he would be the type to ask for help he would just lose the patient (laughs) but in this episode he did so yeah
0: well as a quote from the movie burns you know it's either god's will or it's somebody else's fault that the patient dies okay we we see that in post-op in the movie Where Burns' patient dies because he asks for adrenaline and a cardiac needle from a corpsman because there's nobody else around. And he blames it on the corpsman because the corpsman didn't get him a cardiac needle.
1: Oh, so it's God's will or someone else's hand to hand corpsman.
0: Yeah. He's a freaking corporal. What do you
1: expect? Right.
0: I wouldn't know. Would you know what
1: kind of needle is.
0: If he asked for a cardiac needle, I would at least understand the size. Okay, I want to. The cardiac needle's got to be like six inches long because it's got to go into the chest and hit the heart. That's the same sort of thing like if uh, in Pulp Fiction.
1: I haven't seen it.
0: (sighs) Okay, so in Pulp Fiction, uh, Uma Thurman's character ODs. Okay. And uh, they have to revive her with a shot of adrenaline. Well, it has to go right through your breastbone
2: Mm.
0: into your heart. And so I can't remember who the character was, but he had this thing of adrenaline, and he—you I mean, have to pierce bone. So he like mm-hmm. went up and just stabbed her. It goes in, and you see her just sit up, and she has this syringe oh. sticking out of her breast. See, I'm bone. afraid it's scary, and I don't like
1: scary. It's ah, so. a good movie. I heard it's scary though.
0: Yeah, well, depends on what you think of as scary.
1: I'm scared by the monkeys on mm. Wizard of Oz.
0: So it's no worse than the guy <laughs> hanging in the background from the anyway um <laughs> from the what you can't from say the tree stuff. in the wizard of oz the guy hung himself on set what you've never we're gonna
1: learn something new more than that <laughs> i think
0: there was i can't remember if it was just um in the
1: wizard of oz
0: in the wizard of oz i can't remember if it was just an urban legend at this point but in the Wizard of Oz, in the scene where they're coming down the yellow brick road through a forest and it's dark in the background, it looks like off of a tree in the background, there's a body hanging from a rope.
1: Okay, I'll never and, go watch again.
0: Yeah, and there, it, it's supposed to be that one of the crew members hung himself on set and nobody noticed, so he just made it into the film.
1: Okay, and back to Matt. <laughs> Happy thoughts for the day. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Uh, um,
0: uh. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the, part of the B story that I love, Klinger
1: Eating the Jeep.
0: Eating the Jeep. I, he I, was.
1: He looked to me like he was really swallowing this. Maybe he yeah. didn't put it in. Well, I'm but... sure that
0: he put it in, but it was probably in like a syrup. You know, like a, like a sugar syrup. Okay. And then he just pretended to swallow. But yeah, like you saw... Uh, Jamie Farr taking parts off of a Jeep, and I love how Radar is going by him and like doing something paperwork wise. Yeah, what you, How's it going, Clinger? I'm eating a Jeep. Okay. okay. And he goes in and he starts doing paperwork at his desk, and it's like three, two, one, and you just his see eyes Radar. Light up. <laughs> and he goes into the Colonel's office, and the Colonel's saying something, and then Radar goes, Clinger's eating a Jeep. <laughs> what? Clinger's eating a Jeep. Which one?
1: The squeaky one.
0: (laughs) Uh, well, we better stop him. (laughs) And the whole time.
1: He didn't stop him, though. He went out there, checked on Klinger. Klinger took the windshield wiper, peeled it off, and started gnawing on it.
0: Klinger has this, like, um, it was probably a container for sponges that he was heating over, like, a Bunsen burner that he had 30-weight motor oil in, (laughs) That he was supposedly 30-weight motor oil, that he was putting the nuts in, and then he would put them in his mouth and...
1: And eat them. Oh. He <laughs> said it was like eating an oyster. You yeah. just light it on down.
0: Yeah. And then, yeah, when that didn't work, because Potter was like, Klinger, don't do that. We need the Jeep.
1: <laughs> yeah. This isn't going It wasn't don't do that because your body. We need the Jeep.
0: Yeah yeah what's and, important uh, that match yeah and then you know Klinger gets up and yeah tears the wiper off and starts eating in like laura said i hope that that was black licorice
1: i hope so too because he was chewing on it yeah
0: he actually took a bite off of him ah, how about that <laughs> dumb wiper never worked anyway
1: <laughs> oh potter i love him
0: and then i love how Klinger sits back down after potter says stop you know we need the jeep for the prisoner transfer and Klinger sits back down, and he keeps going, and he's like, just once, I would love to sit down to a meal without being interrupted. And he just keeps going. Just keeps going. But
1: later on, the Jeep did not really agree with his body. No,
0: no, that's Surprise! after. Uh, yeah, he goes into post up as Hawkeye is uh, Hawkeye and BJ are checking up on a North Korean patient. And, um, yeah, BJ goes uh check to uh one of the nurses check the lebanese for like metal
1: oh yeah Yeah. and the x-ray down
0: yeah yeah and Um, mm -hmm.
1: but on the in the on the other part of the story the admiral's coming yeah and it was crazy because um what's his name lieutenant brooks
2: yeah tippy Yep, Tippy Brooks. came
1: in and was talking to Hawkeye and found out. Oh my gosh, you just wanted me for uh, times crossword, crossword puzzle. <laughs> what yep. am I going to tell the admiral? What? If he
0: finds out, I'm going to be held uh, hung from the yardest, the highest um, seven letter word, navy term, uh, yard arm. Yeah, <laughs> that Hawkeye. <laughs> um, but what I really love is that the admiral went into the latrine, finds himself next to Potter. They're talking. Potter sends him into the mess to get something to eat. Potter comes back, gathers Hawkeye, BJ, and Tippy, and he's talking to him in his office. And uh, he just seems completely unfazed by the fact that Hawkeye was involved in something so ludicrous.
1: (laughs) Not only that, the other guy seems very nervous. Like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, I'm in so much trouble. And What did Hawkeye say?
0: Don't worry, we're, we, we're in trouble all, all the time.
1: time. I was just so, right? yeah, and very nonchalantly as yeah. he's walking out, like you wouldn't even notice yeah. it if you yeah. weren't watching for it. But yeah. I found that hilarious. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Tippy was not <laughs> yeah. very reassured because what was their? Don't so- worry, we're in trouble. All yeah, time. what was their solution? Because Tippy said, you know, if the admiral doesn't find anything, he's gonna know something's up. So, so what's let's their just s-
1: walk through Posa.
0: He's bound to find something there that he doesn't
1: <laughs> encountered
0: in a nice clean ship
1: And then he ran into Klinger. <laughs> well he had the, oh my God. he had the, the Korean yeah. person and mm-hmm. then he had someone the, else. This
0: man's suffering from uh, like renal failure after a surgery insatiable thirst. Do you like a drink soldier? I'm not thirsty. See?
1: <laughs> and then Klinger. Yeah. Who they showed the x-rays and his stomach's full of metal. Yeah. And when he went down to check on Klinger's face, he kissed him. It was so cute.
0: <laughs> this man's not fit to be in the army. I love you!
1: Help! <laughs> but then something happened that oh. I wish I could get off my mind.
0: The... Uh, Father Mulcahy rushed into post-op and, at this time and, and yelled Fire! Oh, fire. There were a bunch of uh, Koreans. Uh, there was, They are all burned and Father's explaining that a army fuel yeah. truck overturned and leaked fuel. And, and the and,
1: people were soaking it up for their lamps at yeah, night.
0: Mm-hmm. But then it got too dark to see so somebody lit a match.
1: And there were babies and kids, and I guess it brought that humanity to the show. And I know mm-hmm. that that's what they were trying to do, but yeah, I just my son was burned as a mm-hmm. as a young child, and I'll yeah. never ever forget the pain in his eyes ever.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and
1: the, burning is the worst pain.
0: Mm-hmm. And the the few times that my dad has described. Uh, the job he did in the medic corps. Um, one of the things that sticks out in my mind is he described working on I didn't the burn know that unit. Man
2: was a medic. Yeah. That's so cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Based out of uh, the air base in Germany. Okay. But um, yeah, it, he described uh, at least once, and it stuck in my mind um, working in the burn unit and just the smell. And just
1: Yeah, it smells. I can not it, but it smells like meat.
0: Yeah, just...
1: Flesh burning. Yeah. It's a terrible, terrible thing when you know it's a person, mm-hmm. especially when you know it's your child. And mm-hmm. my son had first, second, and third degree burns mm-hmm. throughout his legs and bottom part. He fell into mm-hmm. a fire pit. Mm-hmm. And the metal from the fire pit kept pulling him back like a magnet. Mm-hmm. So burned right down to his bone yeah. in one part. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, as I'm watching this, I see these babies, and all I could think of was that Mm -hmm. pulling them back in.
0: And you know, even when they're doing triage,
1: and no uh, one brought them in like we threw my son in an ice bucket, you mm -hmm. know, uh, uh, a cooler filled it with ice. Yeah, no one was going in that way, they were just going in well, fully. So they were,
0: yeah, you had to get them in quick, yeah. And A, I'm sure there was no way that they would have been able to. There Get were too many. Bucket, right. Yeah. And they might not have known. I mean,
1: oh, I never thought of that. You know, it. And where would you have gotten ice? In yeah. Korea. In, the in, middle in Korea, of the night.
0: in the middle of a war, in the middle of the night. Yeah. Right. But, um... yeah. But so
1: these people were in pain. That's and, all I. Uh, yeah. That's and, what kept going through my head.
0: And, you know, even worse, as they're being triaged in pre op, um, they're just rushing around doing their best, obviously. And one was suffering from smoke inhalation, and all I could think was, hopefully, whoever that was didn't inhale flame.
1: Oh yeah, because then their insides would be. I never even thought of that. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, so I mean, smoke inhalation is gonna poison you enough, but if you sear your lungs, there's you can't undo that. Right. So.
2: I never even thought of
0: that. Yeah, I've gone through enough. (laughs) I've gone through enough first aid training with that. Occurred to me.
1: It was a rough part of the episode. And, and... And yet they did it in a way where you realized what was happening. Mm-hmm. But... I, I don't even know how well, to say They did it in a humane way.
0: Yeah. You know, and... Okay, so pulling back from the the suspension of disbelief for a moment. Why did they have this happen? Because whenever Hawkeye's in trouble... The trope that they go to, the well that they go to, is a medical emergency. To
1: get him out of trouble.
0: Because then whoever it is who's about to get Hawkeye in trouble goes, Oh, wow, you're a really great surgeon. Well, that's okay then. (laughs) And they just leave it at that. Never
1: thought of that.
0: Yeah. From the, from the, literally the very first episode. I'm
1: going to watch more carefully
2: about.
0: Yeah, because in the first episode, you remember, Trapper and Hawkeye, at the end of the episode, walk out of pre-op in handcuffs going, We're ready to go, General, and they're... No,
1: we need you. (laughs) And
0: Blake is there saying, He was too impressed by you. Because there was an emergency. So literally from the first episode, whenever Hawkeye gets in too much trouble, there's a medical emergency so that whoever it is sees that he's such a great doctor that they can't possibly take him away.
1: But don't you think in a mass unit, you... Always have immersion. That's
0: where the mash is. <laughs> yeah. No, they're you know what, in one of the more recent episodes, they're three miles from the front. Right. Yeah, that's the whole thing. You're, you can
1: hear the the, the...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: explosions yeah. from their bunks. Yeah. Oh
0: well, yeah. So,
1: so yeah.
0: Um sorry. But yeah, you know, they so they fix up all these um Korean civilians, and the Admiral says Okay, so, they're sitting in the mess tent afterward, having some coffee.
1: And Soul City Sue mentioned Hawkeye! Yeah.
0: <laughs> for, uh, as an enemy... Uh, uh, enemy of the friend. Uh, what was it? Jeez, come on, I have this written down somewhere. Um, uh, uh war criminal for yeah. unethical brain, um, experimentation. He stitched up a guy's scalp. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, it was propaganda. And so the Admiral says, why don't we put out propaganda about them? Say that they firebombed this Korean village. And I think it was probably Hawkeye who said,
1: Where does it end? Mm -hmm. We tell lies about them. They tell lies about us. We tell, why can't we just be honest and say what's happening and end it?
0: And then they kind of just sidestep that. And the Admiral says, Well,. Clearly this isn't why you brought us down. What was the reason? <laughs> they and told
1: him the truth. I yeah. Well I'm sorry, I'm shocked that Hawkeye tells the truth. <laughs> yeah. Well sorry,
0: Admiral, but all we really wanted was A five letter um, word for a five letter Yiddish word for bed bug and the Admiral goes
1: All this for votes?
0: Yeah. You brought us all the way down here for Vance?
1: Vance. Okay, I just have votes. Beach, It's Vance! They finished a Times Crossword puzzle. That's amazing. Have you ever done that? Just.
2: Oh, my God.
0: Oh, it's so great. And then, yeah. So then, like, the next day after, the Admiral and Tippy get some uh, rest Clinger in a sun hat is going to drive them back.
1: Is he safe? <laughs> yeah, he's wearing his driving hat.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, in the mess tent after that, Frank. Th- this whole time, Frank has been working on this little BB puzzle uh-huh. where he had to get BBs in the little
1: fourteen of them.
0: Fourteen or fifteen?
1: Oh, well, maybe it was. I, I think he, he had got his fifteenth four... one. Oh, yeah. he had fourteen. Yeah.
0: In, in this apparently very lewd picture of an old secretary of his, there were little BB holes everywhere, including, I guess, her eyes, Earlobes, probably, yeah. I'm sure her nipples, it's yeah. just all over the place, and he got the his,
2: JJ.
0: yeah, he got his last one, he's like, see, see, Hawkeye, okay, look, I got it, and,
1: good job, yeah, Hawkeye smacks him, on, him
0: the... on the shoulder, and he completely just fumbled the puzzle, he's like,
1: you did that on purpose, oh. but now you can start over, oh yeah, <laughs> and he started over.
0: Pretty
1: easy to convince.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness.
1: Great episode, though. Yeah. Fun. Fun. I love both of these two that we watched. You know,
0: like I, like I had said at the beginning of this season, um, the middle third of season five are some is the best run I think of episodes of the whole series because when we brought this disc up on screen, I looked at it and I went, "Okay, yes, this is this is great." There's not a single episode in this whole eight episode disc that I don't like. Okay. Not a single one. These are all in my
1: And he has them all memorized. Like you. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. So because you have it, to know it, <laughs> that he like starts <laughs> laughing five minutes before a joke and I'm like, Well it's not funny yet. Oh
0: <laughs> we, Yeah. We start <laughs> we get to the play to the menu screen of this episode and I start laughing at you brought us down here for Vonts? <laughs> because <laughs> basically from the beginning of the episode I say, I know what the word is and I the...
1: told him, I didn't believe him just because I thought he'd tell me, but he wouldn't
0: no, of course not, Sorry, it's in the ben, episode you would have told <laughs> <laughs> so, um, interesting tidbits about this let's see here uh, you talked about uh, Lana Turner and the Angora sweater and oh, the zipper yeah, down I the back love, that
1: was hilarious,
2: that I, was I, pretty good. I love that part cause yeah. I love a good story
0: Um, talked about the aerials about Klinger eating a jeep with 30-weight mortar oil. Uh, Hawk named war criminal. Ooh, BJ. Uh, the the one baby that uh, was brought in, who apparently wasn't burned too bad. The mother was. The baby wasn't. Uh, Father Mulcahy... Yeah, get him to eat. Yeah, first of all, uh,
2: they tried powder. Major
0: Burns was trying to get the baby away from the mom, and it wasn't working, and so Father Mulcahy came over and said... Kenchoyo, Choyo. Choy I have no idea. Oh, okay. But I'm guessing, you know, it's okay. Give me the baby, something like that. And he got the baby away. And while the mother was recovering, um, I can't remember who it was who was trying to feed the baby. But it, they, I think it was Mulcahy. I think it
1: was Mulcahy too. And, and he and had powdered baby. Mel,
0: yeah. And then, Monkey, he handed the baby over to BJ because BJ's a family man and has a yeah, baby yeah. at home. And he started uh, neighing like a goat, buying like a goat. Oh, but. Nah, nah. And the baby was suckling on the rag then and actually taking the milk. Baby seemed a little old for milk.
1: I thought so too. But you know. But you know what? You, you use whatever. what you can use when you're. Yeah. Tons of hair.
0: Yeah, well, and just baby looked older. Yeah. But, um, so there's that. What on the MASH wiki is worth mentioning? Uh, Gwen Farrell, frequently in the background in most episodes, gets a credit here as an anesthetist. She was the one who said we're losing the patient.
1: Yay, lines. Yep. Uh. Call us if you want to talk about
2: MASH. Okay, um, sorry.
0: Clinger's so overjoyed at the Admiral I'm Crazy that he has to transfer to the Navy. (laughs) Uh, by the way, if Klinger had really drank motor oil at the least he would have gotten quite ill, possibly even died. Mm. All right.
1: Well he did get ill. Mm-hmm. Let's give him that.
0: Actor He didn't look happy. No, actor Dick O'Neill, who played Admiral Cox, guest starred in the MASH three times, each playing an officer of one of the three different branches of the US <laughs> Armed Services. Once as a US Navy Admiral, this episode, once as a US Army Colonel and once as a U.S. Marine Corps colonel. Okay. Uh, Oliver Clark, who plays Hawkeye's friend Tippy Brooks, returns a season later playing Captain, Captain Benjamin Pierce. Oh,
1: I remember that, where, I remember that episode. Where their
0: mail is getting switched. Yes. Which, by the way, is the third Captain Pierce that we know of in the operating theater. Because remember, there's the one uh, either earlier this season... Most, or last season, where uh, the gravedigger comes with his bus ah, to pick up the dead Hawkeye.
1: Hawkeye. that's right. I forgot.
0: Damn. Yeah, so that's one Hawkeye. And, then, we and have... then
1: the letter-writing Hawkeye, who gets great letters.
0: Yeah, he's quite a ladies' man. And he's just...
1: Which is funny, because you think of B.J. or a Hawkeye as a ladies' man, but mm-hmm. not even close to this other guy who is yeah. very...
0: I, I think wow. Hawkeye and B.J. refer to him as quite a Casanova. And he's but, like, N- um, I wish they would stop writing me. I don't uh, want the attention. He was
1: like an Igor to me. Like yeah. an Igor. I'm sorry. Like, it, you know, from Winnie the Pooh. Uh, yeah. uh.
0: He just, he didn't have a <laughs> sense of humor. But that's, you'll find out. But uh, that's, he's like, I make them laugh. I make women laugh. And that's what they like about me.
1: He makes them laugh. Whatever.
2: Okay. um, So who was all in
0: this one? Dick O'Neill as Admiral Cox. Oliver Clark as Lieutenant Tippy Brooks. Ron Coleman as uh, Shapiro. Momo Yashima as the Korean mother. Bill Shinkai as the Chinese patient. So uh, Su Ling. That's the one that Hawkeye apparently did these unethical brain things on. Rex Knowles as the American patient, the one who uh, didn't need a drink because he wasn't thirsty. Grenfell as the anesthetist and uncredited appearances by Kelly Nakahara, Jennifer Davis, and Joanne Thompson.
1: I still want I know Kelly Nakahara if you're listening I know you'll come on our show Because you're just such a friendly person
0: Yeah I would believe so Yeah, I, I would yeah.
1: believe so too
0: um, The episode was Written by Everett Greenbaum And Jim Fritzel The director was Burt Metcalf And it originally aired January 11th 1977 with the production code U821 U821 okay. Next up Season 5 episode 16 Ping Pong so basically, uh, this episode really revolves around uh, a ping pong player named Cho. Cho was playing for the four double seventh in a ping pong match versus the eight oh sixty third match. He won, and uh, he we did s- it
1: for Colonel Potter.
0: What said. <laughs> the, I did this for uh, what was it like, Colonel, Colonel Potter, Potter?
2: And the four
0: and. Like, yeah, for the American people, Colonel Potter, the Four Double Seventh, and Apple Pie. Mm. Um, and also Cho gets married during the episode. I love it. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what the B episode, or the B storyline is, because really the A storyline is Cho. It's pretty much just Cho. Oh, that's what it is. Um, so... There's the ping-pong thing, and then in between that, Colonel Beckett, yeah, Yeah. Colonel Harold Beckett, who Colonel Potter knows from years ago.
2: So they're good buddies.
0: They're good buddies, and Lieutenant Colonel Beckett uh, was a Pentagon commodities guy who got put up at the front for his 30 days of line officer duty so he could get his combat infantry badge and retire a full bird colonel. Well, we come to find out that he's not really a combat leader, and with only five days left out of his 30 days, Colonel Powder takes action to make sure he doesn't get them.
1: Well, I don't understand. Can't they just put him somewhere where...
0: I'm sure he needs to be online to get a combat infantry badge. Yeah.
1: Because he sucked. I mean, they all were wounded because of him and his decisions. Mm-hmm. But five days, like he had thirty, so twenty-five 20, well, of them were over. Yeah, yeah. So he's got five left. Can't mm-hmm. they just?
0: And I think, you know, I, mean, I think that was the point. Because yes, I agree. Where you do
1: know. you make? Where do you make the cutoff? Where do you say, like, if it was this ten days, no you say further. no. If it's five days, you say yes. Well, you know,
0: I'm sure Colonel Potter wouldn't have. Really Let's let not put him back there at all. Yeah, don't because he could get a whole company killed,
1: which he almost did.
0: He almost did. Yeah. Right. So, and we'll I talk more it, about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. No. Yeah. So you know that's the basic synopsis. Um. So yeah, we start with the ping pong tournament, and Cho is doing quite well against his opponent, who I don't think is ever named, and uh. <sighs> What was the final score? It was something like.
1: I, didn't know. I just know. I if, you it won. Down. if you win, I don't care. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was something like eighteen to twenty-one.
1: 18 is a secret. <laughs>
0: eighteen or nineteen to twenty-one, and Cho wins. Um, I love that Igor's in here, and he's the one holding the bets. And afterward, mm-hmm. first of all, afterward, Hawkeye interview <laughs> does a radio interview with Cho using a ping pong paddle, and that's yeah. where we hear. I did it for you, old people at home. And (laughs) And for America, apple pie, and Colonel Potter. Um, But then Hawkeye goes to get his winnings from Igor. I guess I paid out too much.
1: (laughs) Because it was all gone. But
0: but I won. And Radar said, you're lucky a lot of guys lost.
1: (laughs) But he didn't get paid.
0: No. Um, After, at that that point, of course there's an emergency where they have a bunch of wounded.
1: And that's where we meet Colonel Beckett.
0: In o. Lieutenant R. Colonel, sorry. Lieutenant Colonel Beckett. Uh, before that, when they're in pre-op, Cho is trying to do some orderly duties. Oh, Frank. And uh, Frank runs oh, into Frank. him and says, watch where you're going. But I was standing still, Major. Then Go watch up. where I'm going. Yeah. And Frank makes a crack about ox Occident-prone accidentals.
1: I I, I didn't get it. You said. And
0: uh, Occidental. Is a term referring to like Asians, to I had people of Asian okay. uh, descent. So it was a it was a frank mix-up. I'm sure it was an intentional. Well, I don't think it was intentional, but it was. It was frank. It was frank. Yeah, yeah. Lieutenant Colonel Harold Beckett got shot in his wallet. In his f- butt. In his butt.
1: Right in the butt
0: yeah and uh I love and he how he was
1: complaining from the second he got in there I'm in pain I'm in pain your your drugs aren't working we didn't the
2: I can hear every word you're
0: saying doc well that's because you were shot in the rear and not the ear. ear um and then Potter comes up and you know uh, Beckett says take care of them they're all my boys and I think Hawkeye makes the crack boy I wish your wife was hoping for a girl <laughs> And, uh...
1: Yeah, I don't really get that one. Just because it's all my boys?
0: Because like, he would have had a whole company of men. Boy, yeah. So, like, 30 men. Boys. Yeah.
1: Still not funny, to me, but okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I guess he had to be there. Um, Becca is, you know, he mentions to Potter, take good care of me, and Potter says, don't worry, these boys are the best. They're real brain surgeons. They're working on his butt. <laughs>
1: It's kind of tells you
0: where God help me he <laughs> says as they're putting him under uh, after that we're in the swamp with Hawkeye and BJ and I just I wrote this down because I love the quote what should we do now BJ um or no I think BJ says what should we do and Hawkeye's like well it's four let's drink to five
1: we did we, that yesterday
0: Sorry. we drank to five yesterday. Well, let's drink to six.
1: And that was fine.
0: And that's when Cho, that's
1: when Cho walks in.
0: With his friend, Suni, Suni. where um, she's trying to get some employment to get some money so they can travel.
1: So they kind of wanted her to clean.
0: Yeah, and Hawkeye's like, no, no, don't disturb the rats.
1: <laughs> we like our mouse.
0: <sighs> yeah, because... She found a broom and started to sweep and Hawkeye just went I don't even know how this got in here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he threw it on Frank's bed. Yeah. And Frank immediately knew that it was
2: used. Yeah, after way.
0: after they had left. Yeah. Um But I do yeah. I do love the question Hawkeye asked Suni. How much English do you know? Some of it? <laughs> oh, <old> that much?
1: <laughs> Some of it.
0: <laughs> um but yeah, you know uh Cho tells Hawkeye and BJ we're getting married once I get enough money for the ring.
1: How much do you need?
0: Well, I have 60 American dollars. I need 40 more. Well, BJ, what do you think? $20 to sit on the.
1: Groom, groom side. The bride, bride side.
0: The bride side. So. Oh, I always did like uh, looking on the bride side of life.
1: Oh, the bride side. I just got that. <laughs> Welcome. Sorry.
0: This episode, this two drink episode of Fusky and mash everyone. How you doing? Oh, that
1: was oh. good. I didn't even get that when he said it. That's so funny. Oh. Right. Side.
0: Okay. Sorry. Oh Lord. Okay. So that was a good one. You know, so they don't hire her on. Uh radar's <laughs> trying to help suny get some work at camp helping out.
2: So he goes to Frank.
0: Frank is just being an absolute butt. Not only does suni But he has to check
1: her background. Well yeah, but not the way he no, yeah. he's a jerk.
0: He's being absolutely obnoxious. And not just to Sunni, but to Radar.
1: But I think they're just writing Frank as a meaner and meaner guy. And oh. I could see why he left.
2: Absolutely. I, you know, they're absolutely.
1: just... You know, come on, Frank Burns. Come on our uh, podcast and... He's dead. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Then don't.
2: I died <laughs> in the 80s. Sorry. Larry Lickville's dead. <laughs>
0: That's... More he, than the first time you've done that. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. God bless you. Rest in peace, Larry Linville. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. They they, were not, your wife writing, to they were not writing. come on They were not writing well for Larry Linville no, they at this weren't. point. They weren't. They I were really think. making him a butt, and it's unfortunate because you know they he was a good character.
1: But it was time for him to move on and win. John- yeah. And new people to come in. And, and
0: un- unfortunately, he got typecast by this role. He right. did a good job of it, but too good of a job. But right. anyway, he's being a butt to Radar, and I'm just absolutely. He's a very good butt. To him. Yeah, you know, Radar keeps trying to help translate for SUNY who knows some of English, <laughs> and Enough. Frank just keeps <laughs> looking at him, going, Sh- uh, "Shut up, pipsqueak! <laughs> Quit it, half pint, and dude, don't be abusive."
1: And, like, she had some great credentials. Like, yeah.
0: Watched uh, General Whoever's children. And, right,
1: right. And, and
0: Frank just goes to her, do you have any papers to prove that these paper- papers are your papers?
1: I thought that was good.
0: Pardon me, Major, but why would she need... <laughs> Shut up, half pint! Yeah.
1: yeah, that's where he did
0: one of his... Yeah. Come on, man.
1: Yeah, he was. He <laughs> but, was a
0: butt. Yeah. Um... After that, at some point, we see Suni crying out in the compound.
1: And they came up to see what was the matter, and she's like, he's not returning. Cho
0: gone for two days. He no come back.
1: She knows him well enough to know that, that he... he would have come back. Mm-hmm. And it, it was very sad, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: finally he does come back, but how?
0: He gets wounded. He was insulted by the ring. It's a pretty nice ring. We see And by the it.
1: way, Frank was really a butthead about this because yeah. he was picking on Hawkeye and BJ for lending him the money, saying that he was running out on them.
0: Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you're absolutely right, and that's an important point. Yes. Because you know, at this point it seems well maybe he did. No, chose not that kind of guy. He was in Seoul and oh, a yeah. recruitment truck came up, threw him in the back, gave him an hour of basic training, and all of a sudden he's a frontline soldier. If he, if he was doing orderly duties in a MASH, he should have been protected from that. But this is not the first time right. where we hear about the recruitment techniques of the South Korean army. They just army.
1: grab the people they need because they need everybody they can get.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's sad because yeah. you don't know if your family members are coming back.
0: Yeah, and that's what happened with Suni. And I think she understood he probably got drafted. Yeah, yeah quote-unquote drafted.
1: Drafted, right. Not, not
0: the same Throwing that in Americans... in the back of the truck. Yeah, not the same that Americans got drafted where you knew that your number was up and you had to report to a And you station. could say goodbye to your family. No, no. Joe got Just thrown in the back of a truck.
1: Said you're drafted.
0: Yeah. Um... Now I, I thought
1: his name was Joe, but it's Cho? Mm, Cho. Okay. Cho. Yes. I have Joe written
2: all over here. Yeah. It's Cho. It's Cho. Cho yeah. Lin. Thank
0: you. Yeah, right there. Cho Lin. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: can't see that, but yeah. One,
0: one thing that we <laughs> hear in this episode, you know, not only was Frank being abusive toward Radar, but he felt that he was being abused by Hawkeye. And so, Colonel Potter... Oh, oh it, yeah, it was I because wrote a letter. It, it was because Cho wasn't being released from the seventh to the 121st EVAC. And Burns wrote up a letter of reprimand threatening to call a general because... Uh, Hawkeye, who was the chief Wasn't, surgeon...
1: Yeah, and can make his own decisions.
0: ...was being insubordinate to Frank. Well... But um,
1: Frank is a major.
0: Yeah, so there's... So it's kind that, of a,
2: it's there's a... a weird situation. Yeah.
0: But uh, Colonel Potter calls him into his office. And they're explaining this. And uh, Colonel Potter says to him, Hawkeye, in 16 months, three weeks, and four days, I'm... I'm going to retire. And I will be barbecuing... On my porch, back in I can't remember where he's from, at the moment. Why are you wedding on my charcoal? <laughs> um, and Hawkeye you know makes a comment. Well, Cho has to made? stay. He's getting married, and you're giving, and away, you're the bri- giving
1: away the bride. The yeah. bride. Well, why
0: didn't you lead with that? I just thought of it.
1: <laughs> so all of a sudden, you know, Colonel Potter is excited. And He's like, "Yay! I'm the father of the bride."
0: Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Beautiful. It, yeah. Yeah. So Radar's right. modeling Sunny's dress.
1: Which was so hilarious because he's like, why can't you get someone else to do this?
0: You're the bride's size. You're
1: the bride's size. Says Margaret. Right. He's standing there with his arms out. I love the colorful. You know, yeah. we in America do our white dresses. And I understand it's the sign of purity and stuff. Yeah. But I just love the cultural colorfulness yeah. of a wedding dress. Yeah, You know, well, of all of the different colors and beauty and
0: and see it's not pure I, but i didn't even well because uh we learn at the end when uh Klinger is trying to get married to his girlfriend right. he gives her a white wedding wedding dress and says i want you to wear this which for anyone in the west is what you do and she says you want me to wear a funeral dress oh no you see back in america this is a wedding dress and she's so it just shows
1: me. you the cultural differences, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. And it, I love the beauty of all the color, yeah.
0: And but speaking of that, as radar is getting uh, or is playing the active model here, okay. Igor and Roy Goldman come oh in, my
1: gosh,
0: I'm on and yeah, they pick on him pretty hard. And then Klinger comes in, hey,
1: stop doing my thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: Clinger, it's not my idea. I don't care. Stop working my side of the street.
1: I love that line. (laughs)
0: Goodness. Um. We also see Sergeant Blanche, Sergeant Blanchard, one of Beckett's men who got wounded. Oh
1: yes, that was telling. He talks to
0: Hawkeye and BJ about what happened. Oh, terrible! uh, Yeah, he. You know, he says. When the word came up to retreat, Beckett froze. And he was screaming orders out of an army manual and everybody was laughing at him. Well.
1: We're not laughing now.
0: Yeah. And that's the point at which they tell the colonel. The colonel goes in and.
1: And the colonel's like, hey, this is my friend. What am I supposed to do?
0: hmm But and, he
1: said, you know what? I can't risk people's lives because yeah. he's my friend. Yeah. These choices you have to make in an army. Can you imagine? Oh, no. These decisions. Like, you have a good friend. Mm. Just imagine. I know you have a good friend, Eric.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just
1: imagine having to go tell Eric, okay, you know I'm, what?
0: I'm taking you off I'm the line. I'm taking
1: you off the line. I know You're you only competent. need five more days. Mm-hmm. It sucks for you. Yeah. But I'm taking you off because I am that confident that you are not good at your job.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Beckett was a commodities broker. He got fruit, meat, vegetables for the soldiers online. That was his job at the Pentagon, and, and the Good Old Boys Club decided. Well, we can make you a full bird colonel to just retire.
1: Thirty days, and yeah. he only had five days left.
0: What damage could you possibly do in thirty days?
1: Except for all these dead people,
0: yeah. So or wounded, or wounded, and I think, I think Colonel Potter didn't want to see any die, and he was very adamant about that. Having been in medicine for two wars and all that.
1: Right. Um, I, I, I'm just trying to, you know, bring it to the yeah. forefront of how oh, hard no, yeah. it would be to make that choice.
0: Hmm. And like it's you say, friend. what's five days? Well, five days could mean the difference between life and death for some of those boys. But would you let them do it for one? I
1: Not even one.
0: I don't know. I, yeah. I do not want to think I, about what that sort of choice okay. would be. Okay. Just, it would just be kind hard. of
1: putting it in your mind. Yeah. You know, not making choices for you or anything, but... Yeah.
0: Um, so then two more things to talk about here. One is the actual wedding ceremony, which oh, beautiful it is really cool. Among other things, uh, we hear Mulcahy.
1: I love it when they do, when he does that, goes in the background and tells what's actually happening. So we mm-hmm. know in our
0: minds. Yeah. It's a silent ceremony. Okay. Nobody well, speaks. That's, that's super helpful because it is silent and all we hear <laughs> is music. So what the heck's going on? I don't know.
1: Yeah. They don't say the I do's. They don't say anything. Mm-hmm. It's completely silent mm mm-hmm. very cool, very color he the man rides in on a white was it a donkey or a horse donkey like donkey I think so, yeah rides in on a white donkey, and you hear that in a lot of cultures because I remember that in Mamma Mia they rode in the bride actually rode in on the white horse. okay so different cultures have different things, mm-hmm. and it's really cool to see i I encourage everyone to go out and you know. Look at different cultures. Yeah, oh, and... it's a,
0: it's really nice to see that they at least tried to bring some of that in, right? Um, and then okay, that's what I thought.
1: Silent service, beautiful, mm-hmm. colorful.
0: Yeah, yeah, and um, and then at the end after
1: Margaret was bawling, I thought that yeah. was kind of cool. And mm-hmm. I don't know if she was thinking like of her own upcoming wedding mm-hmm. because she's engaged. Yeah. Or if she was crying because her ring was so little
2: and this was so <laughs> big. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. I love
0: that. I would never wear anything that, that gaudy. Especially <laughs> not with. You know, she has that uh, uh, Fiance is chintzy as yours. <laughs> well, Donald's just watching his money. Yeah, every penny. <laughs> but, well see,
1: I have a small diamond too, and I love my diamond no matter what. But yeah, and I, I was seventeen when I got engaged.
0: And Laura doesn't have a big one either, but she doesn't she didn't want anything There's too tall. To
1: mine. She
0: didn't want anything too big to like be scraping of. Right? Yeah. Um so
1: everyone's different. Yeah. But
0: so the post commercial scene is Radar and the Colonel playing ping pong and radar wins eighteen <laughs> to twenty one. And, Let's uh, try it again. Yeah. He, he says, do you want to go again, Colonel? How what many... should
1: I spot you?
0: Yeah. How many points will you spot me? Same, Same as, as last time. 18.
1: <laughs> Anyone 18. You gotta oh, my
0: remember. goodness. Yeah.
1: And every time Radar scores, he's like, sorry, sir. <laughs> sorry, sir. Stop apologizing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Don't stop the court-martial. Really? <laughs> no. Two really
1: fun episodes. Come join us. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Have fun
1: uh, with us. Let us know what you think.
0: Can I finish with the sorry. episode before we get to the? Okay. <laughs> I <laughs> sorry, I, I I know, but can I? Go ahead, <laughs> Chris. Go ahead. Okay. So off of the Mash Wiki, some fun facts before we wrap up the episode. Um, uh, combat Infantry Badge was established in 1943. According to the eligibility criteria for the CIB, the serviceman must be of the rank of colonel and below and serving in a unit of brigade, size, or smaller. To get the award, a recipient must be personally present and under hostile fire while serving in an assigned infantry or special forces primary duty in a unit actively engaged in ground combat with the enemy. There is no 30-day qualifying period in the original criteria. The 30-day rule was added... During the Vietnam War and applied only to officers not from the infantry branch who are in command of an infantry unit. Okay. Uh, Going by the criteria as they existed during the Korean War, Beckett, who was injured by enemy shellfire, was certainly under hostile fire and actively engaged in ground combat, as such he would have qualified. I'm sure, though, just like the comics that Radar reads are from the Vietnam War era... And they, that's
1: where they were when they were writing
0: Yeah, they would have had knowledge of this 30-day thing, and they wouldn't have had the internet to double-check. Uh, this episode has one of the rare instances where Potter mentions his home as Nebraska. Uh-huh.
2: That's Most
0: talking. times, it is Hannibal, Missouri.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, guest stars reincurring cast. We have Richard Narita as Cho Lin.
1: This was a big cast.
0: Frank Maxwell as Lieutenant Colonel Harold Beckett. Sachiko Penny Lee as Sunny, Robert Phelan as uh, Sergeant Blanchard, Ed Kent as the nurse, Nurse Bigelow. See, I thought it was Bigelow. You
1: said that, too, because, during
2: the thing. You said, because,
0: yeah, at one point, uh, Hawkeye is walking through camp with this nurse, and he has his hand around her waist, and I'm like, I think that's, that's Bigelow. Nice. Yeah, you From that. a... From the one where Hawkeye gets blinded
2: mm-hmm. and he comes
0: into the tent and he puts his hands on her shoulders Perfect. and goes, Oh, must be Bigelow. How can you tell? And she just goes, Never mind. <laughs> uh, we have Jeff Maxwell. At, these are uncredited appearances. Jeff Maxwell as Igor Straminsky, Roy Goldman as Private Roy Goldman, Kelly Nakahara as Lieutenant Kelly Nakahara, Jennifer Davis as Lieutenant Jennifer, Mary Peters. As Lieutenant Peter and Gwen Farrell, who is also in the wedding ceremony. Uh, the production code was U817, the writer was Sid Dorfman, director was William Jurgensen, and the original air date was January 18th, 1977. With that,
1: <laughs> Love to have anyone on <laughs> that is part of this or not part of this. <laughs> Thank you very much. Give us a call, email us at no
0: <laughs> whiskey and mash at narclaninc.com. Uh, if you'd rather, you can just head over to the website narclaninc.com. That's com. Go to the podcast section, the whiskey and mash page, and right there on the page you will see an email link and a link to our Facebook page where you can go and like us and uh, get in contact with us there. And also, uh, most times, I forgot this last week, but most times whenever we put out a new episode on iTunes or your favorite podcast application or Stitcher Radio, uh, we will put up a post on Facebook with the synopsis about that episode, which I will do today. So you can find us there, contact us there,
1: and yeah. Happy Father's Day, everyone. Happy
0: Father's Day. Um, You know, if you enjoyed this episode, if you would like to try and help support this podcast, the best way you can do that... Share us. Share the podcast with somebody you know. Direct them to search for Whiskey and Mash on iTunes, on their favorite podcast application, on Stitcher. Or if they don't do the podcast thing... Point them over to narclining.com slash mash where we have MP3s of all of our back episodes available there on the site where you can download them or stream them right from the site for your listening pleasure. And, you know, really, we, we do this for free because we love to watch MASH. We love to talk about it. That's why we're doing it, because we're passionate about it. And so we we don't ask for donations, but we do ask you to share the podcast And, uh, you know, let us know that you're out there. Let us know that you enjoy listening to it.
1: We'd love to hear from you. Tell me your positives, your negatives, your questions, your answers.
0: Yeah, if we forgot anything, if you see something that we missed in the episode. For instance, in uh, the second episode, Ping Pong, Colonel Potter holds up a letter from Frank Burns. I do not have the capability to go in and actually see what the letter reads. There's a really good shot of it, it's just a little blurry. If you're someone with the proper photo editing tools, you could probably sharpen it up to the point of grabbing the text. I would love to know what that says, but I can't do that. So, if, Share with us. Yeah, you know, if you feel that uh, it would be really interesting to find out what that says and you have the capability, please, you know, do that and then email us. Find us on Facebook and let us know what that letter says. Um.
1: Have a great week.
0: Yeah. Until next time, I'm Chris.
1: I'm Gloria, and
2: we'll see
0: have you next a great time. Week. Yeah.
1: I love this season. I really do. Yeah.
0: No, it's, it is a good season. It is. Other than the fact that they're really dumping on Frank. They
1: are. You know. Like I can see why he laughed.
0: Yeah. Is this his Me last too. season? Yes. This is his last season because coming up in this next eight episode run, uh, we see where uh, you know Margaret gets more and more talking about.
1: And Dad Donald comes the show.
0: And he comes on the show in this the last people. episode. Like I remember two different Donalds. Yep, yeah, he comes there's a different actor later in the series, but at the end of the season. Bigger. Yeah, bigger, more brutish looking right. guy. But, yeah, Donald comes on in, in the last episode of this season, gets married, and then, yeah, we see uh, him take off, and Frank just says, goodbye, Margaret, as they're going off to Tokyo for their honeymoon, and that's the last we see of Larry Mungle. And I can, I can definitely
1: see lot.
0: Yeah. It's unfortunate, because, like I said, Frank was a pretty decent character. Just,
1: this last season.
0: Not the best for Larry. he's always been
1: bad. I'm glad we
0: got a Charles. I'm glad too. Um, I'm I'm
1: glad we got a Charles. Charles was a Um, great
0: character. It just... Frank was classic M.A.S.H.
1: Right, right.
0: And this really is the end of that.
1: And the origins. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Have a good week, everyone. Have a good week. Bye.